Good morning, everyone. Happy Easter, everybody. How are you doing today? Hey, before you see it, look at your neighbor and tell them you look really good today. High five somebody, shake a few hands, and then you can grab a seat. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Easter at Emerge Church. If you are a first-time guest with us today, we want to welcome you. Come on, let's put our hands together for all of our first-time guests. We love it when we have guests here at Emerge Church, and if you are a first-time guest, make sure that you make your way to the Connect Desk right back there. We have a free gift for you after service this morning, and there is a connection card in your worship guide. If you don't mind, fill that out. You can bring it back there, and we just want to welcome you. We're praying that you have an awesome experience here Today at Emerge Church, it is our pleasure to have each and every one of you here today. Don't you like it when we dress up a little bit for church? I mean, look at your neighbor and say, what you wearing next week? (laughs) Today we're wearing dress shoes. Next week, somebody's showing up with some flip-flops. I love it. I love it. I love it. I want to start out today. uh, We we condensed the service down, and so I don't don't have as much time to speak today, but I do have something to uh, share with you, and I want to start out with this. I want you to imagine... If you had a close friend or a relative who was in the hospital and the diagnosis was not good and they were uh, about to die and you knew it was close, you would probably be there just making sure just that you get to spend those last few moments with them. And I don't mean to, to, to start this out with such a heavy story, but we're going somewhere with this. And so while you're there, it's late in the evening and eventually what everyone expected to happen has happened and they had passed away and there's a lot of emotions there in that moment and not sure what to do and so eventually everyone just leaves to go home to await what what are the plans what are the arrangements to come and you get home you get settled and just as you're settling in your phone begins to blow up And the text message says, the miracle has happened. Get here as quickly as you can. And and you're just so frantically excited that you you jump in your car. You don't even know what you're wearing. And you jump in your car and you take off and you go to the hospital to find that that friend that you thought had died and it was over is now alive. And that the miracle has literally taken place. I want you to think of the excitement that you would have and how you would respond because this person that, that meant so much to you was dead and is, is now alive. This is the Easter story. This is the resurrection story. And, and we get to come together today to celebrate Jesus who was dead, who paid the price for our sins, but is now alive. Come on, don't we have a reason to praise our Father, to worship Jesus today? And the reality of the resurrection is this. I know on the cross he says, it is finished, but really what he means is, I'm just getting started. Just getting started with what I want to do in your life. Everyone loves a comeback story. Am I right? We love comebacks. In fact, right now, the big comeback story is Tiger Woods. Any golf people in here? Come on, you, you don't even care about golf, but last week you watched the Masters. And, and Tiger Woods is the comeback story right now in golf because it's been 11 years since he's won a major. It's been too long. We need Tiger to win or else we're not interested in golf. Am I right? And then it's been 14 years since he's won the Masters. And so they're billing it as this is the biggest comeback ever. 
in golf history. Think about your team, the comebacks. I thought of some ones that I would share today, but I didn't know. I might offend somebody who's from another team because possibly our team beat yours, and so I didn't want to start that up on Easter. But I want you to think about some comeback wins and how in those moments it wasn't looking good, but then they pulled it out and turned it around. Then you were trash talking afterwards, am I right? Just, oh, I knew that it was gonna, they were going to win. You didn't know. You were so nervous. And the Easter story is Jesus' comeback story. In fact, it's not just his comeback story. Watch this. It's our comeback story. It's, it's our, com- our comeback story because he was an innocent man. Jesus is an innocent man that had done no wrong, but yet he was accused by the religious leaders. Watch this. They accused him of blasphemy because he was more interested in saving people than saving traditions. He was more interested in bringing healing and hope to people than he was in making sure that every single tradition was upheld because he loved people so much. And this, they especially, these religious leaders especially became angry when he rose his friend Lazarus from the dead. He had a friend named Lazarus that had died and he rose. We'll talk more about him for a minute. But that, that was where the plot to kill Jesus began because they knew that Jesus had some power that they did not have. So eventually they worked this whole plot up far enough to crucify him. And to some, it looked like the religious rulers were really in control, but Jesus knew what he was doing. Sometimes we got some things going on in our lives that's just crazy, but I need you to know Jesus knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing with you. So watch this. He takes on the shame, the guilt of our sins, and he suffers publicly. And they beat him, they spit on him, they nailed him to the cross, they pierced his side with a spear. And Jesus took this beating. To the point of death. And then he says, it's finished. He hangs his head. And he died. And right there, it looks like it's over. In fact, the disciples, they all thought, this is it. It's over. Our dream, our hope of everything great. That this man, Jesus, that we thought was going to come and save the day. It's over. Then they buried him in the tomb. You ever had a moment where it looked like it was over? Maybe at work you got some news and it just wasn't good and all you could think was, I do not know how we're going to make it. Or maybe you had that one doctor's visit where they, they, they said that one word and you just thought, this is it. This is, this is it. Or, or maybe there was something with your child or maybe it was just a really, really good friend. Maybe it was a marriage, your finances. And this is what reminds me of this story of Lazarus because This man, Lazarus, was one of Jesus' friends, and he became very ill. And so his sisters made a call for Jesus because Jesus is the healer. He's everything. And so they're like, we'll just call Jesus, and he's going to come and make everything all right. Isn't that what we think? Just call Jesus. He's going to make everything all right. So they call for him, and he doesn't show up. You ever called on the Lord, and it looks like he wasn't showing up? Like, God, where are you? I'm sure Mary and Martha are like, where you at, Jesus? Where you at? Come on, get over here. This boy is sick. He's going to die. He didn't come in time, and Lazarus died. So the sisters, Mary and Martha, they were so upset. It's been four days now that Jesus still hadn't showed up, and Lazarus is in the grave. And they said, by now, his body has begun to decay. 
So watch this in John eleven twenty three 23 through 25. It says, Jesus told her, Jesus talking to Martha, he, he, Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Jesus makes the visit. He shows up, but he's late, or so it seems. And he says this, he says, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. And Jesus told her, watch this, this is so important to hear this today. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. I want you to notice what he did there. He didn't say what he can do. He explained who he was. He didn't just say, hey, I'm going to come and fix it. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. In other words, he's letting them know, I'm here now. Sometimes it's just good to know that somebody is with you. Am I right? There's some things you just don't want to do alone. And these folks, they're in this situation. They're all alone. And Jesus shows up and he says, I'm here. I'm the resurrection and the life. Your brother will rise again. And Jesus begins to talk to them about a comeback. And that's what I want to talk to you about on this Easter Sunday today is a comeback. Because they didn't believe it was possible. Just like you may be sitting there thinking today that the comeback that you need for your life isn't possible. But I need you to know that Jesus is the king of comebacks. He is the king of all comebacks, okay? And so it may seem impossible to us because we don't have the power in and of ourselves to make it happen. But Jesus has already explained to us that I am the resurrection and the life. He's letting you know, this is who I am. I am the comeback king. So watch this in John eleven thirty four. Jesus says, where have you put him? And they told him, Lord, come and see. Jesus is like, I want to know where he's at. And I want to tell you this today. Jesus is looking for you. He came to seek and save those who are lost. He has been looking for you. And so they showed him where the body was. And this is so incredible. Verse 35, then Jesus wept. And for one verse, we see how Jesus can feel exactly what we're going through. He wept. Think about this. This is his friend that has died. And even though he has the power to fix it all, he still feels the pain of the moment. And you need to know that Jesus feels exactly what you're going through. He feels it today came to seek and save the lost in verse 39 it says roll the stone aside Jesus told them I love that part roll the stone aside but Martha the dead man's sister protested Lord he has been dead for four days and the smell will be terrible think about this it's going to be awful if you open this grave and Jesus responded didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believed so they rolled the stone aside And I find it very interesting that even though Jesus had the power to roll the stone, he chose to use people. He had the power to do it, but he chose to use people to roll the stone. Now, this is what's so important. That stone is a barrier that's keeping Lazarus in the grave. And we have some barriers that are keeping us trapped in some things that God has not even planned for us. We're stuck in some situations. We're stuck in some sins. We're stuck in the the consequences of some things that we have done. And we don't see a way out. And I need you to know that Jesus is saying today, roll the stone aside. Because a comeback is about to happen. What's keeping you from living the life that God has promised? Is it your sins? Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's some guilt. Maybe... 
You've been holding on to a grudge for a long time. And perhaps today you'll come face to face with it because you may see that family member. You may see that friend. Maybe you've just been holding on to a religious tradition. Or maybe you're just worried about what people would say. And you're stuck. I believe God will bring the right people into our lives at the right time to help us get to Jesus. In fact, many of you, you were invited to service today. And God is using that person that invited you to get you to Jesus. You're not here by chance. God wanted you to be here today. And I hope that you're glad that you're here because Jesus, he wants to give you a comeback. And Jesus looked up into heaven and he said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. And then Jesus shouted, watch this, Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. In other words, he's announcing it's time for your comeback. It's time for your comeback. And watch this, verse 44, and the dead man came out. His hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. And Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Jesus called this man out of the grave. And I want you to know that no matter what you find yourself in today, Jesus is still calling out your name. He's still calling out to you. And it's time for your comeback because he's just getting started with you. No matter where you're coming from, no matter what you've been involved in, it's time for a comeback. And Jesus said, unwrap him and let him go. Watch this. See, this man needed God's power to resurrect him. He needed God's people to help him, but because God had a purpose for him. Watch this. Many people believe because of Lazarus. God had the power. God put people, but God gave this man a purpose. And many people believed in Jesus because of one man's comeback. One man's comeback. I want to share a story with you this morning. And this is the story of a man who grew up as a pastor's son. He was a preacher's kid. And there were so many expectations to live up to. And um, at an early age, he heard the call of God. He knew God was calling him to preach the gospel. But he wasn't interested in it because of his church experiences. Because of the expectations of other people, he avoided it. He ran from it. So he graduated from high school and went to college, moved out the house. Man, you know, when you move out the house, that's where it really begins. He's living on campus, began partying living a life that was leading him further and further away from God. And he was running. Running and running. But people were praying. Maybe you're running today. I want you to know that there are people praying for you. You don't even know. Some of them may be your family members and friends. But there's someone praying for you. And they were praying for this man. And he went home for a revival meeting and there was a lady that was preaching this revival her name was Peggy Richards we called her Sister Peggy and when this lady preached you better get right with God and on September 23rd 1985 his comeback began and he surrendered his life to Jesus September 23rd that was when his comeback 
began. Soon after he graduated from high school, I mean from college in the field that he was in, the economy was tanking and there were no job positions available. He didn't know what he was going to do. So his father, who was the pastor of the church, hired him on staff to become the school principal at the church. And so because he had no other options, he took it and became the school principal. And also began serving as a leader in the youth group. Eventually he became an executive, I mean the associate pastor. And then in 1998, my pastor, Scott Bledsoe, became the lead pastor of Household of Faith in Gonzales, Louisiana. Now you say, why is this so significant? Because there was a young man, 10 years old, that responded to that same altar call that night, September 23rd, 1985. He was a kid in that youth group that Pastor Scott was helping with. He became Pastor Scott's first hire as a senior pastor and that kid became the youth pastor at his church and he served with Pastor Scott for 12 years before planting Emerge Church right here in Tallahassee, Florida. His comeback was important for my life. It's important for all of our lives. You never know what God can do with your life. You may look at your past and see all the problems and all the pain, but I need you to know that God's got a good life for you. He's promised it. He's promised an abundant life. And today he's opening the door. He's issuing the invitation and he's saying, I want you. I want you to come back. It's time for your comeback. You've been running too long. You're so far away. Come back, come back, come back. He's saying today it's time for your comeback. This is what you need to know. Jesus already paid the price for your comeback. He went to the cross and paid the price for your sins. Jesus has the power for your comeback. He holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. When he rose from the dead, he conquered all. And he has the power for whatever it is that you're facing in your life. But I also need you to know that Jesus has people to help you with your comeback. This is so important. Jesus has people to help you with your comeback. And I believe that's why he set up the church. With all the different thoughts and opinions about the church, I need you to know this. There are some crazy people in churches, but there are some awesome people in churches as well. Amen. There are incru- and if there's anybody that's crazy there, look at your neighbor and say, it might be you. <laughs> but there are some awesome people in churches, watch this, that God will use to help you with your comeback. Why? Because Jesus has a purpose. Do you know? By you coming to Jesus, many people will believe. Many others will believe. To that man that's sitting here today, maybe you're a husband and a father, and you just don't do the church thing, but you can feel the tug of God on your heart today. Your comeback can affect your family for generations. To that mom who's just up in the air about what to do with her life, your comeback can change the course of your children's lives forever. This is so important that we understand this. And today, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, Jesus has opened the door and say, it's time for your comeback. So watch this. Here's your part in the comeback. Here's your part. 
to believe. To believe. If we would just simply believe. See, most of the time we miss our comebacks because we don't believe that it's possible. But with him, all things are possible. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning? Because maybe you find yourself here today and you're away from Jesus. You're away from God. Maybe you're like Pastor Scott. You were running. You've been running from God. But today, you hear him calling your name. And he's saying, come back. Come back. And maybe as soon as you think that, as soon as you hear that, you start listing all of your sins. You start listing all your problems. But he's still saying, come back. I'm greater than your sin. I'm greater than your mess. I can heal. I can save. I can deliver. I can turn it around. Today is the day for your comeback. If you're here today and you know this is the new beginning for you, he's just getting started. You know, I need Jesus to forgive me and give me a new beginning, a fresh start today. Real quickly, without hesitating, will you just lift a hand and say, Pastor, pray with me this morning. Anyone else? Hands are shooting up all over the room. It's time for your comeback. It's time for your comeback. Every Sunday morning, we have the awesome opportunity to pray together as a church family with those who are deciding to come to Jesus. And this morning, we want to pray together with you. And so I want to ask everyone to pray this prayer out loud. Believe it with all your heart. Those of you who raised your hands, pray it out loud. Mean it with your heart today. And basically, we're just going to ask Jesus to give us a fresh start. Let's pray. Say, Dear Lord, thank you for loving me so much that you went to the cross to pay the price and take the punishment for all the wrong that I have done. I ask you to forgive me today and give me a new beginning. My comeback begins now. I believe you. I trust you. And I choose to follow you. Change me from the inside out and make me a brand new person. Be the Lord and Savior that I need. I choose today to live my life your way in Jesus name amen and amen come on let's put our hands together for everyone who prayed that prayer this morning